0: I, couldn't see, I still couldn't see the runway, but the second time, when it came on, I was facing it, and, of course, was, I could see the runway. Once I'd seen it, it was fair enough, and we landed. But we decided, or the CO decided, that there was a bit of a waste of time, so we wouldn't do it anymore. A great pity. I wish we had seen something, you know, to make it really worthwhile, but we, we, we didn't know anything. Of course, we landed later. The Coventry had were very badly knocked about.
1: Richard Mitchell later became commander of Treble Three Squadron, And served in North Africa and was later part of the glider escort on the D-Day landings. Heavy bombing raids soon took place over all the major British cities, and on the night of 29th December London received its most ferocious raid yet, when a force of 130 aircraft left the area of the city between the Guildhall and St Paul's Cathedral, a mass of blazing buildings. Some RAF squadrons took to the air in Bristol Blenheims, which were fitted with airborne interception radar. But the radar was unreliable and the aircraft old and very slow, as Stanley Wright, who served as a radio operator, recalls. A blenheim leaked like a basket. If you went
0: through a cloud, you were wet. (laughs) If the gunner decided to transverse his turret, he kicked you in the back of the neck. These deadbeat old blenheims, they put a tray of 303 Brownings underneath them shoved a Mark IV AI, airborne interception set, into them, and they were up-to-date, modern, wonderful night fighters. It wasn't until we got the bow fighters that were really good that life became untenable for the German bombers, really.
1: Corporal Jack Clabin, an armourer with RAF-25 squadron at Biggin Hill, was not very impressed with the Blenheim either.
2: It was a twin-engined uh, fighter, fitted actually with a, what they called an air interception radar. The air gunner used to sit in the back and look into a screen, and he used to get a blip when he picked up the target, which they didn't do very often. they, used to, they picked up blips from everywhere except the target.
1: The situation did not improve until the Bristol Bowfighter entered service. This was a well-armed and faster aircraft, and fitted with the upgraded Mark IV radar. Flight Lieutenant John Cunningham was with 604 Squadron.
2: The bowfighter was the first real successful war machine that the Air Force had. It is the first successful night fighter. Marvellous war machine with lots of power, four 20 millimeter cannon, radar, and adequate performance to deal with the Heinkel 111s and Junkers 88, which were the main bomber force used over this country. Ground could never tell you they would only say, we think this is hostile, because they had no identification, and very often it was our own, either the next sector's night fighter or sometimes bomber command. IFF was nominally fitted, but uh, was totally unreliable, and they never did rely on it. You had to make certain by visual identification, which you could only do at night, closing in, getting to a point beneath, so you could see the plan form of the wing, uh, having sat underneath and I made up my mind what it was, and uh, Jimmy Rawnsley was in the back, and his radar set was towards the tail, and he would be facing the tail. And I would say to him, OK, I, I can see it clearly. You have a look at it. What do you think it is? He He'd confirmed, well, I knew perfectly well what it was, before leaving that position underneath. And we were then a very slow formation, rising gently to its height, you hoped the right range, and then fire.
1: By the time ground control interception radar came into service at the end of 1940, an effective system of night fighting had evolved, allowing ground controllers to vector a pilot accurately onto enemy aircraft. After Flight Lieutenant John Cunningham in his bow fighter had destroyed several enemy aircraft, he was given the nickname Cat's Eyes, by the Ministry of Information. This was to disguise the fact that the RAF were now flying aircraft equipped with radar. By May, it had 12 successful combats, and rumours began to circulate that night fighter pilots ate carrots to improve their eyesight. It was a rumour that was encouraged, as it helped persuade people, particularly children, to eat a vegetable that was nutritious and easily homegrown. At the start of the Blitz, Anti-Aircraft Command under General...